Hi humans, welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. My name is Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our faith. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, onto the episode. We want to give advance warning today to our listeners. This episode contains explicit content and content that may be triggering for those who have experienced self-harm. As always, thank you for listening and giving us the space to have open and honest conversation. Hello! What's up? This is so crazy. I'm talking to both y'all on the phone. I already feel like I'm listening to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We've literally never talked before. So this is is great for me. I feel like I have all the questions. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my God. My Saggy. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, we have my good friend, old friend, Barry Galaska. She is a singer, she's a songwriter, and she's based out of London, UK. But originally, she's from Jacksonville Beach, Florida, although I met her in Nashville, Tennessee. She's been everywhere. She's Polish and Ethiopian, but was most importantly only raised by her single mom, her grandma, and her uncle, who were from Warsaw, Poland. Barry's perspective is unique, but hardly solitary. It's one most of all mixed people can relate to. She advocates the importance of respecting those who look biracial and not asking or assuming their identity with the culture of the most physically presenting race. And when someone tells you who they are, accept it. So, Barry, welcome to the podcast. This is very exciting. We out here. (laughs) We're so excited to have you. So, okay. That was a little bit about who you are. Obviously, you're a musician. um, And we'll definitely plug you, especially at the end, for your music and all of that. Um, So go ahead and like take us back to you were raised only by your mom and your grandma and your uncle. What was that like? You Did you ever experience a I'm sure you did experienced um the I guess quote-unquote dadlessness in your life and what that effect what effect it had on you growing up and now your music can you take us through that okay oh so this is very interesting very good question I like mm-hmm. how you format that because I did not feel dadlessness as a thing mm-hmm. because my uncle was my dad yeah so mm-hmm. That is one key point. Um, yeah, basically, to go back, I was raised by my mom, uncle, and grandma in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. The reason they ended up there was literally my mom, her whole life, and everyone was raised in Poland. But my grandma, who was a Sagittarius, yes, um, Sagittarius, like yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I say this little backstory because, like, it's part of the reason why I so strongly like identify with my Polish roots. Cause there's just like so much strength and especially in the women and my fam. Um, but my grandma was, um, not loving communist Poland and she, <laughs> understandable. She, 
<laughs> she wanted to get out. I mean, aside from, you know, like selling coats in Romania to make extra money on the black market, she was like, I want a better life than this. Mm. So she, um, you couldn't even like make a phone call, let alone like leave Poland. Like you couldn't leave. Like there was no contact with the outside world. Mm. Um, and so like my mom, like didn't like, even know what Michael Jackson was for a long time. <laughs> like it was not connected. Right. Yeah. So, but my grandma was so like set on, she was like, even though we can't leave, I'm moving to America. She didn't really tell her family. <laughs> though. Um, so she was a hairdresser and um, she, I don't know how she met this person, but he worked for like the FBI in Poland and he basically got her a plane ticket out of Poland, oh like with his government connections. Wow. And she, she, um, I laugh about it now, but I mean, my mom was pretty like pissed about it at the time. So my mom was 14 and my grandma was like, I'm going to go to America like for a month. And like, she basically didn't come back. Wow. And my, my mom was just like, the fuck. <laughs> so, um, fast, for fast forward, grandma, while still married in Poland, like gets married in Chicago to a kind of rich American man. I guess they loved each other. But the deal was, you know, you take care of me financially. I'll take care of you when you're old and sick. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Gets married in America, still married in Poland, with, left her family. And she moves to Florida. And like um, when my mom was like 21 or 22, fast forward, she like came to the States and she like never wanted to stay in America. Like my mom did not like it. She was pissed at her mom and she did not have any intention to live there so it's not that typical immigrant story of like oh i'm gonna make a better life for my family right. it was like the complete opposite like my grandma made the life worse for her family and my mom yeah. didn't want to come here right mm. so <laughs> she was like i'm coming to collect my people yeah exactly and my grandma was like no like you guys need to move to america and my mom basically had never seen a black person till she came to america like seriously and even today like i went to poland like last year and I saw no colored people still. It's like so wild because wow. just, just like maybe I saw one brown person yeah. in a month that I was there. Yeah. Um, wow. That's just how Eastern, a lot of Eastern Europe is. Right. Um, so, but my mom was like, oh shit, like black dudes are hot. And she <laughs> basically met my biological dad at barbecue and they, long story short, had me, um, but I don't really go into the whole depths of why, like, they didn't stay together and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a really long, personal, complicated, mm. and insane story. Yeah. That mm. is not what anyone would ever assume. Um, and it takes, like, an hour to tell. Right. Yeah. And so, um, anyways, that's what brings me kind of to current day. So, at, like, four years old, four or five, my mom... Um, in basically the court case she got full custody wow. no visitation restraining order against him and stuff and i yeah from then on was with my grandma my mom and my uncle but like i i was in therapy i think from four to like 10 or something mm. and in that stage it was like from all the early childhood trauma i went through the therapist was like barry might like start developing a personality split to cope mm. with the trauma. So that's mm -hmm. why I named myself Barry when I was four. And it was like a total split. Wow. And I, yeah. That's one so, of my favorite things I learned about you. I was like, wait a second, you named yourself? That's so yeah. badass. 
<laughs> oh yeah. So, so that's what I did. My mom was like, yeah, cool. So this is a long backstory. So I, no, this, a is great. this is great. Um, but yeah, that's my mom was like, yeah, she can name herself Barry, whatever. Cause they wanted to put me on like all this medication, which medication is totally fine. But my mom was like, I don't want my four year old on like yeah, Adderall. Sure, sure. So, you know, um, yeah. And so I developed like a super normal childhood. Like I didn't really think much was different about me. Mm-hmm. Like the, the things that I thought were different about me, like I went to an all white private Catholic school, like my whole life, um, oh, wow. with the same class of kids from kindergarten to pretty much eighth grade was the same people than eighth grade to high school, same private Catholic school. And, and it was all white, but I was never like, Oh, I'm like the Brown kid. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was weird. Cause I was like, into like acdc or something you know (laughs) and like anime or whatever yes um i i never found difference in my color or whatever and and i actually just wrote a song about this i had i had some bullies but lauren you you and i were dming the other day it inspired my song i wrote um about my mom was like just meet violence with violence and (laughs) choke your bullies so i choked them yep. and they never bothered me again so i wasn't like they're bullying me because i'm brown and then nah, nah, nah. i was like this bitch like i'm a shower who's boss like it was never <laughs> a color thing you know yeah. what i mean and, and my mom had no time for oh you're so you know because she was white i was going home and there's white people she wasn't going home and thinking they're bullying you because your skin color they yeah. were just like i don't know why they are but fucking show them who's boss so that was <laughs> my world right. so you know and from yeah, from a young age, I I I hated when people would call me black because I felt like black was so associated with a culture that like I was like that's not my culture though like right I'm, like you know because you're like where is where is that culture for me yeah exactly and I I just think white and, or I think color and culture are like two totally different things but they yep. all all get wound up together and mm. that's why mixed people is just fucking so frustrating um but yeah i to to answer your question about the dadless thing yeah didn't feel dadless my uncle was there my whole life he's who got me into music like um he passed away when i was 15 but he was like so super instrumental in like showing me everything that was cool and rc and he took me record shopping and stuff so yeah like he was the best so i never felt like i don't have a male in the house because he was definitely there and me and my mom and grandma are arguing two Sagittarians and an Aries, he would come in like with his Libra tendencies of balance Aww, and like, yes. be like, shut the fuck up. You know, there's um, definitely a guy in the house. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of a backstory. Okay. Yeah. Calming the energy down. Yeah. I, so was there a moment for you then when, so you basically, your, your family was white. The school you went to was white. Your, your culture that you were in was white. So was there a moment when you were older or was it when you were a kid when you're like, okay, I actually don't look like them? Um, I, like, I knew that, but it wasn't like, uh, I don't know. Like, I remember this girl, Lexi, you don't have to bleep her name out. bitch. (laughs) So she had long, straight hair and I wanted to have long, straight hair, but I wasn't like, Right, well, you you saw the differences, but you weren't like, this is something to bring up and think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, damn it, I have curly hair. There was, <laughs> you know what? There was actually this one kid. I guess he was kind of brown. He was ironically the only other person who was 
melanin at all in my class was a Polish and Mexican guy who was really one of my friends, but we never bonded because we were brown. Like he was a boy and I didn't like him. So, (laughs) but yeah, I saw it, but it wasn't something. I don't know. I'm actually interested. So do you, did your grandma bring a lot of her like Polish heritage into the States or did she try to like leave all of that behind? Like, did she just kind of adapt to the space she was in? That's a really good point. Um, one thing people ask me, this the first thing they say, okay, if you're Polish, do you speak Polish? I don't really speak Polish because my grandma was so obsessed with being American. She was like mm-hmm. a Reaganite. She would used to have me run around with my American flag singing Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's intense. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, Barry doesn't need to learn Polish. Like, it's fine. And my mom was like, she's been through enough trauma. She doesn't need to learn another language. Like, it just... When I talked to other Polish Americans, I was definitely not raised in a super Polish household. But she did bring a lot of traditions, like especially around Christmas, like she would super Catholic. She made like 500 pierogies every year. No lie. (laughs) So she could bring a batch to every single Catholic parish in Jacksonville. Holy cow. Yeah. And that's actually why I was able to go to these really private Catholic schools because we weren't rich, but the priests love my grandma so much. Like they gave us discounts and scholarships wow. because of it. So bottom with pierogies. Like, yeah, she did. Like she was very charismatic and she bought a relic of St. Faustina back to the cathedral in Jacksonville, like a piece of her dress or whatever, a holy relic. She's doing all this shit hustling. Um, but she, so she brought that, the cooking, like I remember rolling out pierogies all like Christmas and, we didn't really do Thanksgiving. She was like, I don't know what to do with this holiday. So she'd like make deviled <laughs> eggs. And yeah, like Easter, we would decorate and go to church and bless the eggs. And there was mm. a, like, I feel like the biggest cultural Polish thing, it was the was the food definitely and kielbasa and all like the fish and herring and stuff. Um, and oh, also polka. We had a lot of polka records, and I would listen and like dance to that after yeah. school. I remember. So yeah, that was definitely part of it. So when when people see you now, okay, so you're uh, maybe this happened when you're a kid, but certainly now that you're an adult, when people have you know gone up to you or asked you whether it was appropriately or not, you know they ask you what your ethnicity um, is. Do you find do you find that question? triggering i i yeah i still have a hard time with that because it's such a loaded question i'm just like please don't ask me what my thing is right because they're coming with expectations they're not actually just genuinely asking yeah they don't nobody asks a white person like nobody asks somebody with white skin like they never ask the question i mean i know for me personally i've been asked the question what are you (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, yeah which is like excuse me like what am i yeah. a human being um yeah yeah so but nobody asks people with white skin that um yeah so is there like a is there a proper way to ask the question or is that question just totally inappropriate well okay so see i am not a pc person and i hate pc and i think that every question should be appropriate i don't like saying people should or shouldn't ask a certain question right but I think that people should have a little bit more common sense with once they ask the question, listen to how the person responds. And I'll give you an example. So if someone says, 
oh, what is your mix? I'm going to say, oh, I'm Polish. I'm biologically half Ethiopian. That's clue one. I'm already distancing myself from any kind of Ethiopian. I'm recognizing, yes, if I just say I'm Polish, you're probably going to ask me right. why I'm brown. So I'm already <laughs> saying that, <laughs> you know. So and fair enough. As I said earlier, Poland's a very white country. So okay. So then two, I'm gonna say I was raised by my mom, my grandma, and uncle who were from Poland. Like I'm going deep into the Polish. <laughs> but then just like they don't listen to all that and they say, Okay, but what about the Ethiopian side? And I say, Yeah, but I was raised Polish. They're like and that's when that's when I start to get pissed when they keep prying, when I've obviously made it clear, like, I do not want to answer questions about that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, like, in a way, you've already answered questions. So you're bas- you've already said, I don't associate with that side. Yeah. I don't associate with the Ethiopian side. So that's that's not up for conversation. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's what pisses me off. And it's interesting. It depends if it's a white person or a black person or an Asian person. It depends who asks the question or if it's another mixed person. Yeah. Usually, usually if it's um, actually, no, not usually. I guess it's white or black people. The most common thing I get is, well, Ethiopia is such a beautiful culture. Why don't you want to explore it? I'm like, yes, mm. I agree. I think it's beautiful, but I don't want to, I don't relate to it. And there, that is when it gets really triggering because I'm like, I am the reasons it's triggering for me. I'm not going to go into now because it is not your right to know why it is. Yes, it's beautiful, but it's not my culture. And I don't want to identify with it. Maybe one day I'll explore it, but literally like that is so fucking personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, oh my God. If you're talking about something else, like, um, uh, why, why don't you like the missionary sex position well maybe you got raped in that position but you don't want to say that so then they're just like well why don't you want to try this position it's really fun even though it's kind of bland it's still really fun it's like i don't want to go into why it's a lot for me because that's personal information you know Mm. what i mean yeah for sure because you have a lot of stuff that's loaded behind it for you that you're like if i go into that conversation that's going to lead to six other conversations i really don't want to be having with somebody who doesn't even know my heritage first like on yeah. on first contact. So do you think that yeah. like, so you said mostly it's like white or black people will ask you those really direct questions and not get the obvious, <laughs> basically the messages from you saying like, hey, don't press questions. So have you ever felt like pressure from either white people or black people? Have you felt pressure from them um, because you've spoken on before how you're like, where's where's white girl magic? And that, I feel like, would ma- send a lot of black people, even white people, through the roof being like, whoa, like, you can't go there. Has, have you yeah. felt, have they, like, pushed, sh- like, shame or guilt on you for not embracing your black culture? Especially because, yeah, you are brown and you have curly hair. Is that something where people have been, like, shame on you? Yeah. Well, they, I've gotten people say, saying to me this one time, this like Ethiopian Instagram actually posted about me and my story. And I had a lot of people, I know this is Instagram comments, but the most of the reactions were this poor girl doesn't know herself. Like she's so lost. Like she doesn't, she's not recognizing like the most beautiful part of her culture. So that's on the internet. Mm. You know, people have said that people in person have been like, 
yeah, like, oh, you don't know yourself fully. Actually, I have some, it was this black woman. She said, you don't know yourself fully until like you explore your African heritage. Cause like, that's the true depths of you and like all this stuff. Like it's all this emphasis on that. I've had people say, you don't know, like you need to get your dad's side of the story. Like, mm. like, like you don't know his side. So like you can't judge. And I'm like, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, yeah. and, um, yeah, that's that's mostly the things I get. Or they say, what a shame. Like, one day when you know both sides, like, you'll get the full picture and be whole. It's like they think I'm missing something right. because I only identify with one half. Whereas if I went and said, oh, I'm black, like, no one would say anything else. Right. Like, um, I've interestingly, like, I've said, oh, I'm Polish and Ethiopian. And if they, they I'll kind of not i'll kind of lead the conversation where they want to go and like sure enough it'll always be all about the ethiopian side but um right. and then one time yeah th th they're just never interested in the polish side that's the thing like every time i have this conversation it's it's never about the polish side it's always about the more colored side um but then i say like if someone was irish and german they would just have to say they're irish and like okay they'll never have to think or defend their abusive german fa father or something you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah Who's like oh you're just irish okay yeah. so that's what's frustrating and annoying and people think they have like a right to know you because you look a certain way right you know oh yeah so. for sure i mean I, I mean i understand so we we're coming from very similar places um yeah but almost similar but like a little on the opposite spectrum um so for me, for those who don't know, like my dad's not white, but he's he's mixed of Native American and Mexican. My mom's white and um, I have two other siblings who are same like same parents as me um, biologically. And they from what I've you know heard from them and having conversations with them, um, we all look we're very all white passing. I mean, people can look at us and be like, "Oh, you're tan, like you've got a nice tan um, mm -hmm. or olive skin. We've been told we look Italian or whatever. We're not Italian, but um, anyway, so I've had conversations with my siblings and with my family, and they very much are kind of they live very much their like their white passing culture. Um, and they've always seen themselves as white. And I know like my sister, she struggled because she's like, I, I want to dig in more to those roots of being, you know, my native American Mexican self, but she still really, um, she associates and sees herself as white wanting to learn more. Whereas mm -hmm. I have never really seen myself like white. I've never like back to like childhood, and who I made friends with were like pretty much if I was around people of color, whether black, brown, Asian, whoever you are, like those were my friends. That's how I viewed myself. Those were the boxes I put myself in whenever I was like in kindergarten and then growing up. And then to this day, you know, there's things like, um, like, okay, whenever I get, I get pulled over by police, I... I get scared and I just hope I'm like, I hope today I look white because that's something yeah. that that crosses my mind. And that's kind of part of the conversation that I've had with my sister is that she's like she never has ever thought like that. Um, but for me, I'm like, OK, I hope today I don't look 
too dark. I hope I don't look too tan. I hope I don't look too brown. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I, I'm very white passing, but in my body and in my head, I don't assimilate so much with that culture really at all. I don't really care about that side as much. Like I care about my mom. I don't have, I don't have exactly like your story, of course, because I have both parents and both like, you know, my mom and dad and they're in my life and I love them both. Um, but I do very much more assimilate with my dad's side of his, his culture. And that's how I view myself. So anyway, I, I understand like you assimilating with a culture that you don't necessarily look like can be really, yeah. can be really um, confusing, but also make you kind of angry too, because yeah. you see your vision of yourself versus other people's doesn't always match up and it can be really like conflicting within your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you feel like when you would go to the reservations, like, did you feel like the native uh, American or native Canadian people there, like accepted you like their, their own, or did you feel a little outside that? Cause you didn't really look like them. It's interesting because I do, I do look like them. I mean, native American people, you can look at so many different tribes and clans, no matter where they are, in the States and Canada. And like, there are some people who are lighter than me with blue eyes. Um, that's very native American though. Like we honestly, we can look white, white, or we can look basically look black. So there's a wide range. So I do look native American. Um, and yeah, so anyway, I, I do fit in there. However, I will say there is, there is a underlying, it's like it's like you were talking about where there's color and there's culture, and I'm sure right. that's kind of where you're headed. Is like yeah, there there's a cultural difference and a cultural divide between the way you live and the way that well, the fact the that like I don't live on the reservation and those people like do like they there mm-hmm. is some sort of sense of like well that girl she's she's not she's not fully native like she's not it's not even about yeah. it's not even about blood it's like regionally you won't you aren't around here you don't struggle like you know we, you don't do yeah. and go to the same things and you know and part of that is like hurtful because I would have loved to have been part of that culture right I would mm-hmm. have loved to have been more engulfed and immersed in that and my parents yeah. did as good of a job as I think they could have not living on the reservation and my dad marrying a white woman like mm-hmm. I think they did a a pretty good job, but I still feel like there's parts that I missed out on. So yes, I feel embraced because of my, my look, but there's still that underlying, like, well, she's not from around here. Yeah, I see. So it's more like, uh, the actual life you live in the house you live in and the schools you went to are different than people who grew up on a reservation. Yeah. Yeah. And I I will say now it's a little, it's, it's better because I think a lot of like my family, a lot of people who get to know me, um, who are native Americans definitely see they're like, Oh gosh, she's, she's native. Like just because of like Mm -hmm. my mentality on things and kind of how I've gone through life and things that I've incorporated that are like important to me. Um, I don't necessarily live as, I've grown more into my native culture than growing out of it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but it, it is, it's complicated. It's. Yeah. Yeah. The, what you were saying about the, when you said if a police officer pulls you over, that's when I think it's interesting. And when the conversation, that's like the tipping point of it, because right. it's one thing, what is your like personal truth and story and identify? And what is like the political things 
and that you stand up for. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. And like, it can get real funny there. Cause me, I've had the same thing. Like one time I was pulled over and I was like, when I, when the cop pulled me over, I'm going to pretend I went to UCLA and I just moved here and I, (laughs) you know what I mean? I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like, I know I'm lighter. I'm not like white passing like you, but not like, but I was like, Oh my God, I hope like, you know, I talk really white or whatever. And this police officer will see that I'm really smart and maybe rich because I go to UCLA, even though I didn't, you know what I mean? Like there's definitely those things. And like, people are, I don't know if they hear this, they're going to be pissed at that or whatever, but it's just true. You know, you you live, you live in society and there's all these things that are really shitty. And like, some people don't have the option to like be lighter skin, obviously. Um, But like, I don't know, you're kind of, I don't know. I kind of have this thing. My mom is like, you know, you're given what you got and you got to use what you got to get through this world the best you can to protect you, yourself, and your family. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And like, I have definitely that thing in me. Like, um, I don't know, but the whole, sometimes I feel like because I'm whatever, I haven't experienced very luckily. I haven't experienced that much racism. I guess maybe sometimes I'm a little like, I haven't experienced what other people have that, maybe I feel a little bit ignorant. Like maybe I have experienced more than I realized and I didn't even notice. Like, right. uh, you know, like people maybe watching me in a shop or something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I just, I don't know. I haven't experienced that because I wasn't looking for it. Right, maybe. right. It's like, like you have those moments that you feel yeah. that and you notice things, but not not in your everyday yeah. life unless somebody points it out. Yeah, I think it's like if you get a yellow car, all you see now is yellow cars. Right. You know, you notice what you're exposed to every day. And, you know, if I was raised in a house where it was like, we're different from everyone else. And because you know what I mean? Like, then I'm going to think everywhere I go, I'm different. But I was raised thinking I'm super included. Like I am very in the privileged tier of people of the world, you know? Yeah. Um, That was kind of my mentality. It's a very complicated subject. That's why I'm like, every time I try to, I'm trying to just like distill it into a clear. Yeah thing which is really hard to do I guess I kind of when I came when I was trying to think this week of what I was going to say I was trying to really be like okay I want to be clear about me and my story and like what is true for me because I think other people might resonate to their own personal stories but then people start getting it twisted like oh you politically then line up with this and you don't you're not really you're racist people try to box you into some sort of category because they don't can't yeah. fully understand so they're like okay what box what box can we push her into yeah exactly and i don't it's really hard to distill once you start getting political about it, it that's when it gets really confusing right for people because they think if you're this color and you look like this then this is your political thing and you've experienced this so why aren't you on our team with us and right it's just like everyone should just be on the team of Themselves. you know <laughs> yeah and like Everyone should not, everyone, no matter what, should just like not be racist and sexist. Like, why can't this? Just, just why don't suck. <laughs> yeah, just don't be shitty. Yeah. Exactly. So um, it is, it is Black History Month now, February. So oh, yeah. do you, do you feel accurately represented in Black History Month? Do you, is it something that is, is important to you? I, like where, where's your head at when it comes to 
this month. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know <laughs> I, that sounds bad. I didn't even know it was until I saw someone post about it. it's never been a thing like, oh, now it's my month. Like, yeah, <laughs> my month. that's my birthday. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. It was just not a, I don't if there was Polish history month, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Right. Like, so then, so I, then what you're saying yeah. is then you, it really, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't really matter so much no. to you. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Because I feel like black is a culture and that's great. It's just not my, it's my not culture. Yours. Yeah. 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 So do you feel like, so like Lauren was saying with uh, the Native American reservation and all that kind of stuff, like, do you feel like you have space where you're allowed to root into your Polish side? Like, do you feel like you're allowed to culturally associate and find spaces with other Polish people and, and find that resonance? Or do you feel like it's like, there's just a lot of blockage there, like Lauren experiences where it's like, you, you don't, you don't see our struggle. You don't you know, live on the reservation. You have all of these other things that you have access to. Like, do you find yeah. like you're able to find that space? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, I relate a lot to a lot of other Polish-American friends. That mm-hmm. is, like, probably the closest one people from actual Poland. First of all, again, the language barrier, it's kind of difficult, but my fam, my family who does live there. I mean, when my mom is there to help translate and I'm trying to learn it, but it's hard language. Let me tell you, like I can understand it when my mom talks a little, but yeah, the language barrier, but my family who lives there, like I have a couple of cousins who live in the city. My cousin Gajeshu is the curator of the Warsaw Museum. He has like a PhD in fine art. So he has a kind of similar life to mine. Like, you know, he lives in a city and all that stuff. He's all cultured. Um, But my family in the countryside are definitely like, like all the family lives in one house. They're farmers, you know, very, they live off the land kind of people. So I guess that's not as much as I relate to. I relate to like my cousin who, and stuff but people who have had the most similar upbringing to me are like the the polish americans it's like i i guess i just think of um like this sounds so bad but it's like oh my gosh if you grew up in a, a polish household like you know there there was this thing called uncle uncle franiel's my mom said it was this belt that if i was bad this belt would come to life and whip me <laughs> like i feel like my word other polish american person just to be like oh my god my mom had the same thing like it was always like you better not fuck up so i'm gonna beat the shit out of <laughs> like yep. no. and it's like that's like the culture it's like oh yep. haha my mom beat me up yours too like that's just a funny thing i don't know like, yeah it, it, it's this um also um yeah it's people who are raised by these people at least my generation our parents lived in the communist poland so when they came to america it's like look at this land of abundance i'm gonna fucking game this system so that's what you have to do in communist poland so i think we were kind of raised in a similar kind of way i don't know it's kind of unique like my friend anna and i always bond over like yeah like having to roll the dough and like pour my mom's vodka and stuff like that (laughs) that's 
that's kind of what, what I relate to. I love um, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so when you were saying how your grandmother was really trying to um, make you American, you know, she was like yeah. really excited about um, being American. My grandmother was also the same way. So my dad's yeah. mom. So she yeah. spoke Spanish and, you know, you would expect my dad to be able to speak Spanish and he, I mean, he can, I feel like if he worked on it, he could get it really easily, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't really know Spanish um, because she never spoke it to him. He's the, he's the last of three um, yeah. and of three kids. And she was a single mom um, raised them by herself. She was like working um, two jobs, was going to night school. You know, they lived, he grew up in inner city Detroit and then moved to Flint later on. But um, yeah, so I, I definitely, I definitely resonate with that side of your story, especially um, just because there's parts that I feel like things kind of fell through the holes a little bit. Well, there's holes there because mm-hmm. also my grandmother, she died before I ever met her. And I feel like mm-hmm. if she was alive and if I ever knew her, there would have been a lot more of the culture that I would have grown up with that I didn't necessarily get to grow up with. I had to kind of find my myself um, uh-huh. and talk to like, I mean, my dad was open, but he... He was probably, I mean, he was the last of his siblings, right? He was like the youngest of three. Um, and so I talked to his siblings about, you know, more the Mexican culture or the Native American culture. Um, and he's taught me a lot, but there's still, I feel like there's things that have just kind of fallen through yeah. the cracks there. Um, and so, yeah, if there was like, if she was alive, I think I would have gotten a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. The little things of like raised by a yeah. Mexican grandmother or a yeah. grandmother from another culture. Yeah. Um, that That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, well, now I'm trying to think of, yeah, because there's probably so many little things that I think are normal that maybe are not normal, but I like can't think of any. And also I've just made my mom sound like a crazy like vodka drinking. <laughs> <laughs> She's Belt like, bring me bread and vodka. That's all I want. <laughs> is, oh no, you're, God, I have <laughs> met your mother. She's Awesome. Like, honestly, I, I want yeah. Adam needs to meet both of you because you guys are just two human beings that I've never met anyone like. Like, you guys are very yeah. unique. And I like, yeah, I love she's, you guys. She's the best. Like, I remember when I said, Mom, like, how did you know that I would quote, turn out okay, you know, being <laughs> single mom and all this stuff. And she's like, I just knew I had to love you more than anything else in the world. And like, that was just, Aww. she was like, I'm going to just shower this kid with love 24 seven and she'll be fine. And yeah. like, I, you know, um, and like I, uh, watched her stitching together so many jobs. Like she, she was like, a tax person and then she got pneumonia and she couldn't do that anymore and then she was like I need to figure out another job since she started a cleaning business and then she started doing elderly caretaking like she would just do whatever she could like to support us five years ago she went back to school and got her massage therapy license now she wants to do a Reiki business like she's always you know like doing everything to I don't know make my life so abundant I was so Mm. spoiled probably to my detriment because like I we would live we had we stayed in my grandma's house but we had moved out for a period of my life and like we had a one-bedroom apartment and she slept in the living room and like gave me the bedroom when we got a two-bedroom she gave me the master bedroom so I could have all my toys in it and she slept in the smaller (laughs) room like you know she was always like 
the most amazing mom ever. Like, I mean, she still is. <laughs> she's, yeah. She's still with us. <laughs> but, um, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think that the things that she shares with me about Poland is like, my mom's a, um, like she loved writing and she was a poet and she wrote for like an underground anti-communist newspaper. So what? I, yeah, like she almost got killed by the, I always want to call them Gustavo, the Gustavo. That was the people. Her cousin got killed by them. Actually, Jeez. if you spoke against the government, they would, you just disappear. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. thing. Um, but like she sh- shares with me all these Polish poets and stuff and, Obviously, like Chopin, the greatest piano player ever, is from, yes. is from Poland. Oh, I've yeah. seen so, enough anime that talk about Chopin. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. See, and a fact about him: his his um, he lived in Paris and worked in Paris a lot. So his body is buried in Paris, but he requested his heart be buried in Warsaw because that's oh where my his heart gosh. always was. Wow. So that's not the most romantic <laughs> ever. I mean, that's pretty um, romantic. Right. Uh, but that, that's where those are the things that make me really feel like proud. I was like, Chopin is Polish and Marie right. Curie was Polish. And like that. And uh, Copernicus, who discovered the earth is round, even though there's still <laughs> flat earthers out there. So <laughs> shout out to them. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a hashtag. So but, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. So your family kind of they moved and transitioned into the United States from Europe. And then you ended up transitioning back to Europe what was that like for you to 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 go from living in the states back to living in London now is where you are yeah yeah um yes London I live on the most London street ever in my little terrace bay window flat um yeah um moving back to Europe it's interesting I will say London and Europe in general is way chiller with race that is one thing like there are definitely racists, but mixed race people have been happening here for a long time. Because remember, there was no segregation. Right. There was no civil rights movement here. Like, people have been being mixed for a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas in the 90s, my mom being with my dad in America was, like, very controversial. Because the 30, 20 years ago would have been illegal. Right. Um, but Wild. here, I yeah, I, I, I love the lifestyle here. It's just... It's an old country, and you feel that in in the culture and the people. America very much feels like an angsty teenager, and <laughs> England is like the older aunt that's like, it'll be okay. Like, it's lived some life. Like, yeah, you know, stuff here isn't so, I guess, I guess the, I don't know. Like, the the biggest thing I've noticed here is, in London, at least, that's a very super, super, super diverse city. There's so many cultures on top of each other. I've lived in New York and L.A. where it's still extremely segregated. But here yeah. it is. It is not segregated. And um, I've noticed how much in how much racism actually is something I can own up to. There is definitely racism and like prejudices that were in me that I was not aware of until moving here, because sometimes I'll say something that in America might be funny. Like, even though I'm a liberal progressive thinking I'm not prejudiced person, like, mm-hmm. but I'll say here and British people will be like, whoa, yeah, what the fuck? can't say that, you know, um, which is, which has been really interesting and humbling and made me right. rewoke myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Cause that. some shit don't fly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, does that answer your question? Yeah. A little bit. 
That's that's interesting. Um, do you think? How do you feel like the your your upbringing and then now like living in London? How do you think that's influenced your style and like your your view of art? Um, I think the biggest difference is America chases trends, yeah. and London sets them. Yeah, hey. that, I that, I agree with that. Yeah, I overall from fashion to music to any kind of art, I think that um, like London, the music industry here, at least, which is what I'm familiar with, people and producers are not scared to take risks. To try things out. Yeah. And like British people hate like um, they can sniff out a fake person real quick. Yeah. A bunch of like the, I don't know, fake I don't, not fake artists, but people who are kind of putting on uh, a front, Mm. like, does not fly here. English people don't love that. Yeah. um, It's super, like, they're authentic crazy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I still, you're you're making it all the more enticing for me to come out to London. Adam's looking at me like, yes, let's go. He's ready. Yeah. I, he's Sagittarius. So yeah, he's ready the moment I say, yeah. let's do I'm it. ready to fly, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready to fly. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, oh, so one other thing just popped into my head. Oh my gosh. There's so many things running through my head. And I'm like, I just feel like I've been going on and on. And I'm like, I don't even know if I've said what I'm supposed to say or if I said the, the things that I meant to say. You know when you're like that? Yes, all the time. Do do you feel like do you feel like your so your music is it's very eccentric. It's very unique and I personally really enjoy it and I love it. Do you do you feel like your well, not willingness or bravery, I don't know what the right word is, but do you think like you being able to go out on a limb and like create your own sound do you think a lot of that has come from like not really fitting in a box growing up um yeah even though that sounds so trite I hate that I don't fit in the box even though I hate the boxes I'm like why we gotta talk about the box um I'm not a cat the I think so I was thinking the other day so I played a little gig and someone's like, your lyrics are really out there or whatever. I'm like, I, I don't mean to be, I'm just like, I don't write songs about love because I think it's fucking boring. And I mean, that's, that, that said just sets me apart, I guess. Cause I just don't write about that. I just, I'm just, I just don't relate to it. Maybe it's cause I, I was a little boy crazy with like my chemical romance, but like, <laughs> I, like, I think, I think, I guess I was just always comfortable just doing my own thing from a young age. So maybe that's why it's right. like made me in, in like this. And then like, I didn't have many boyfriends or anything like that. I do remember, actually, this is interesting. When I was an emo kid, I <laughs> could not get the straight bangs because my hair and I couldn't straighten all my hair because it was too much work. So I'd tie my hair in a little bun and I would just straighten the front bangs. And that's when I remember I was like, I, I wish I was white so I could be more emo. <laughs> this is, and this is so dark and so fucked up, but I wanted, <laughs> this is so fucked up, but whatever. My friend Lisa 
she got better, but she did cut herself. But I remember thinking, 14-year-old me, I can't cut myself, even though I want to, because emo kids do it, because I'll scar, because I have dark skin. How fucked up is that? Oh, that is, that's, that is what that's a lot to uncover right there. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Bring it up in therapy. Um, <laughs> so I don't know that this is, it's so messed up. So that, that's, that's when I thought about, I wanted to be more white. Yeah. Mm. It's really fucked up. Um, but that was all in my emo phase. Right. I'm sorry. That was a real tangent. That was a lot to unpack. You can think about that later. Yeah, no, I mean, I just find your story so interesting and, and I feel like you need to be given the, like the, I don't know. I wish there were more voices. I've told you this before. I wish there was more voices like your own that speaks up about like the color versus the culture and like how you come across does not define who you align with and what you resonate with and who you see yourself as. Um, because it's, I don't, I don't always feel like it's appropriate, like for me to say things, but then at the same time, you know, I'm not very PC either. I'm like, I'm, I need to speak my truth and you need to speak yours too. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for other people to be able to talk about this sort of thing, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast anyways, because I feel like your story is just, it's, it's unique, but I know there's gotta be others out there. Oh yeah. There's, there's so many others. I've met other mixed people with my same perspective. Like I, I know a girl who's like Chinese and Irish, but everyone's only obsessed with the Chinese. She's like, I was raised Irish to fuck, you know? And, um, I don't think this is unique at all. I just think that there hasn't been a big moment in maybe pop culture to talk about it. So I'd like to be that moment. But yeah, well, for sure. I mean, you're writing about it and you're, and we're talking about it. And I feel like that's kind of the, the posts that I have seen about like black history month and things like that. It's, we're definitely, I think as humans, we are going towards a place of not just inclusivity, but like giving everyone an individual voice. Um, and I mean, I, and I'm obviously that's very needed because we each have our own different experiences and different, um, parts of our stories that make us like who we are, um, without it being such a big deal. Like you said, you're like, why is this such a big deal? And it shouldn't be like all of our stories to just be us and who we are and people just should not suck. (laughs) Like we were saying, so yes, is there is there anything else like you would you would like to address or say and get out there, um, whether it's about your story or about this this topic or even even your music? You can give yourself a little plug here too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, do that later. No, okay. <laughs> um, um, let me. Well, I just I think it's interesting and great how everyone has really got behind on the identify as he she it they them i can't even keep up with all of this honestly i need to be more educated on it but people are really getting educated and putting in their bio identifies as as they or right or whatever um so that that same kind of thing needs to happen with like the mixed community because people are going to be all going to be mixed have you seen that stat or was like in 100 years like yeah percent of people will be mixed or whatever yeah so um like i I think that people need to, um, when people say what they are, just respect that and prying into somebody's 
what you think is their race or culture is an extremely personal thing. You wouldn't ask everyone who they slept with. Like right. I, I, people don't have ownership of that. Just like the gender and stuff. Like people are so careful now with gender. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. the same thing needs to, to happen. And realizing because, that it's not, you know, it's yeah. not binary. It's not binary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, if you choose not to identify with one half, that's not like rejecting the whole of Ethiopia or right. whatever. Or the whole of yourself, you know? even like the you, whole, you know yeah. yourself and you you have chosen to make a decision with that side yeah. of yourself. You're not unaware. You've made a, you've yeah. made a conscious decision, which is a, a whole like W.H.O.L.E. A whole yeah. person making yeah. a decision, a conscious decision. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's it's and maybe one day I'll explore Ethiopia, maybe if I feel like it for my own reasons, cool. Um but I don't owe anyone a story as to why I don't right now. Right. Mm. And um yeah, it's 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 definitely complex because I for sure had times, I guess in music, I like I I've been rapping a lot on the new stuff I've been working on. Well, yeah. I call it fast singing. because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's like a whole other thing. <laughs> female rappers, a whole nother box. Yeah. I'll go to boxes. Right. And so I but I have thought if I was like I mean, this this is a story, it's an old dead horse of a story, but I mean, a white rappers, they, I still get, they still get or whatever criticized. So I thought, am I getting away with being able to rap more easily because I'm Brown? So like, mm. you know what I mean? So then mm-hmm. I'm like, should I feel bad about this? Should I be embracing the color more? Because <laughs> am I appropriating from black people? Right. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Black wow, culture? Yeah. Yep. So, um, and then people are like, you can't appropriate from black culture. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, I get it's that. Confusing. I get that struggle for sure. I mean, yeah. my, my new, well, my new band name, my new artist name is Benashi and it's I my dad's it. native name. Yeah. Um, okay. And there's stuff even within that, that like when I've hashtagged like native, I've like hashtag native singer or native musician or whatever. I've been, yeah. I'm worried that somebody's going to come to my page and be like, who's this white chick appropriating our culture? Mm-hmm. And obviously yes. like I'm native American. So it's like, I, I, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to be who I am. Yeah. Like we all are allowed to take, yeah. you know, inspiration. But yeah. yeah, I, I've, I understand. I actually, in the photo shoot that I did recently, I very quickly, um, had my hair braided, but not like a Native American hair braid. Like, mm-hmm. and because that's different. That's a different type of braid. And I just yeah. had it like loosely braided and I had pictures taken and my name is Benashi. So I'm like, oh shoot, they're going to see that I'm wearing braids, but they're not the proper braids. Am oh. I, am I going to come across like offensive or like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, so like, so interesting. Yeah. So the other, I, there's just like, there's different oh. parts of that, that I, I like I keep in my head. Cause like, I mean, now I'm like speaking out loud, but like even Adam, I haven't like talked to him about this. It's just like, it's just something that goes on internally that mm-hmm. I feel like unless you, unless you're like, you've experienced being a part of a culture that you don't nec- you're not necessarily a part of necessarily. Yeah. It's just like, you can't really understand like the, like internal pressures, like of worrying, like, am I appropriating my own culture? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's yeah. weird. It's, it's yeah, it that's really interesting. You think is a Native American person going to come and think, are you appropriate? I never even thought of that. Like you would think of that stress. 
that's so so that's that would i guess that would be like if i wore like a polish scarf and i'd be like is a polish person gonna think i'm appropriating or something right because yeah it's the inverse or because it's what it is who you are literally and it's also who you see yourself as but yet there's parts of you that are obviously not entirely that and so yeah yeah it's like where's yeah, trying trying to not offend, but also being like, no, this is who I am, and I'm proud, and I'm allowed. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. And I think the last point is, I just thought of the difference between England and America. In America, it's like, okay, I'm American, but like, what what are your real cultures? Where are you really from? Because the only <laughs> people who are Native American are fucking Native Americans. Right. So you you got the like double down. You're like, I'm native American and North American MTV culture or whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But in England, it is much more like every time I have actually very rarely had a conversation with any kind of black person in Britain where they've gone and like kind of offended me with too many questions. You, I've, I've actually gone up to, I remember I had a conversation with this black dude at this music thing. And I was like, he's like, what are you? I was like, Oh, I'm, not what are you, what's your mix or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm Polish. And he's like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't ask further questions. And I said, oh, what are you? And this was really interesting. He was like, I'm British. And then at first I was like, okay, but what African country are you from? Because that's kind of the American conditioning. (laughs) Right, right. And he's like, no, I'm, he's like, no, I'm British. He's like, but what pisses me off is when people ask me what African country I'm from because my mom's from Nigeria and she makes me all wear the, all these fucking stupid Nigerian outfits that I don't want to wear. Yeah. The Nigerian outfits are stupid. This is his words. You know, he was like, my mom makes me wear these outfits and I hate it. He's like, because I want to be British. Like, British is my culture. Like, right. why can't people just see me as British? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so that was really interesting. I'm sure he that was good for you. Me. Yep. Yeah. I was like oh my God, it's exactly what I think. And then I'm like, yeah, also like my culture is like American and Polish. Like I got, it's not, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I just happened to be raised in America, but my real culture is, is only the Polish one. Like I'm, I'm both of them, you know, right. Florida yeah. culture, man. Florida, Florida. culture. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's for so, sure a culture. So yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor, poor Adam's just been chilling, like listening to me and you just go off. I know. <laughs> no, I love this. I mean, I feel like I feel like the thing is like I fortunately have been gifted space to be able to talk about these kind of things, but at the same time, like I I love just being able to hear all of the things that go inside of each of each of your heads because I don't have that going on inside of my head. Nobody asks me what I am unless it's yeah. literally like. Lauren, they'll ask Lauren, and then out of like courtesy, they'll be like, "Oh, and what are what are you? What's what's your culture?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> what I'm is like, your culture, Adam? Go ahead, tell us." Uh, I'm like Norwegian and, and Scandinavian and and English oh, yeah. and Irish and oh, so surprising! I'm like, yeah, oh, I know, I know, <laughs> completely shocking. But it's it it, cool, it is though. interesting to me though that you do feel rooted more into the actual culture of your Polishness because I don't. Like, I've never rooted into my Irish culture or my German culture or my, you know, like, I just, because it's such a blend, because I already am so mixed, just like everybody else is in the world. Like, I don't, I think so many people assume mixed to be something that's like two different color of people mixing together to make this like. Or even further, people, people Mm -hmm. pretty much assume a mix just means black and white. That's, That's even, I mean, that's even more like people need to realize that being mixed is not just black and white. Right. Like mm-hmm. I would I would consider myself mixed, but like not culturally. Like I'm not going to tell anybody that. Yeah. I'm not going to like, but I feel like yeah. I have a mix of a lot of different cultures that are. And your main I culture. Would love, me. 
I would love if Adam went around telling people he was mixed race. <laughs> Can you, so happy. In the States, could you imagine how offended people, people would get? would be so upset. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. You have got to do that. <laughs> it's like a social experience. That's how, experiment. That's how I'm going to channel my fiery Sagittarius instead of just yes. my, like, chill Taurus moon sign yeah. over here. Oh, my God. Your Instagram bio should be chill, mixed race man living in Nashville. <laughs> I cannot even imagine. My page yeah, would be oh screenshotted and shared everywhere and I would like, become the front page that. of TMZ. Yeah. Who's oh this, my God. Who's this hoe? Wow. I like this PR stunt. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think my last thing I want to say that is maybe just a good wrap up to this that'll just blow your socks off is I did an Ancestry DNA test recently okay which which is i don't know if i told you about this Mm-mm. did i tell you no well i my whole life i've identified as polish ethiopian but identify with polish da, da, da. well i did my ancestry dna uh-huh. and it turns out i'm only like five percent african isn't that crazy wait oh wow turns- what yeah <laughs> i knew that was good <laughs> You gotta tell people listen to the end of this. Uh, <laughs> it was it was like forty five percent Polish, Slovakian, Russian, okay, yeah. and then like um, some Scandinavian because we have Scandinavian in our Polish side. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like forty something percent Middle Eastern, like Iran, okay. Iraq, Turkey, which I knew my biological dad's grandma came from Turkey because mm-hmm. I got to kind of bend in my nose. They were all Muslim. Okay. Um, yeah. But his dad, um, his dad's dad, I can't remember. Someone in their family worked with Holly Selassie, who's like the founder of Rastafarianism. Mm-hmm. He, he was born Rastafari. But his like grandpa was part of this traveling village. My mom said one time she found this knife, this sword actually in the house that had a bunch of notches on it. And my biological dad had told her, oh, that's for every head he beheaded. Oh, my word. So all the notches on it. So um, they were part of this kind of traveling nomadic tribe through africa so i think they were from africa or whatever but i don't know they were traveling all over so i I actually have a lot more of the the um middle eastern and then the african that was in me was like a little bit of east africa but then like some north africa and morocco but it wasn't a lot that's so So, interesting i mean that just speaks so much to how much culture has an influence over the way people identify themselves too yeah yeah true exactly and i mean even between me and my siblings we can all have different dna results as well isn't isn't that weird you should do that that's, yeah that's weird. it weirds me out that my like i could be like pretty much french and native american and hardly any of my dad's mexican side and like my sister could be like mexican and french mm-hmm. and my brother could be like native american and mexican or whatever like i don't know like yeah it just all the percentages are just different because we're all different human beings and the way things break down like yeah with dna like it's yeah well i definitely do want to try that out like i do want to yeah. get DNA and for tested. our puppy but that's a yeah thing. and our dog you know oh my god <laughs> we gotta know <laughs> oh my god i love that but, you have to have her spit in the tube oh i know i think it's like <laughs> you swab their cheek but you know either oh. way <laughs> i mean i like the idea of her hawking a loogie into a tube <laughs> oh my god disgusting yeah. oh my god awesome. oh my god well yeah we, we were just great we're just really uh, happy to have you on the podcast. This is it helps take us a, a direction we've been wanting to to take our podcast um, okay. into you know more diving into more 
the the way people see race and culture and color and yeah so this mm-hmm. is definitely helping us um dive into that side of things so we're very happy yeah. to have you on the podcast and tell us where people can find you and your music oh yes um well everything is at Barry the artist mm-hmm. it's a b-e-r-r-y like a fruit or like burberry <laughs> so that Barry the artist um instagram and then spotify it's just Barry. um and then my song out there now What's my last song? Lazy Purple Sun Goddess. Uh, which I love. I literally find myself singing that <laughs> constantly. I'm sure you do, Ash. I'm just, I'm just driving in the sun singing about how I'm a Lazy Purple Sun Goddess. It's fine. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, don't wake yes. me because that's my life. Don't wake yeah. me. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh yeah. So, Barry's awesome. Her music is super cool. Um, so, you guys should definitely check it out. I'll make sure I link all of her things down below so you can check it out. Go find her on Instagram, Spotify, follow her page um yeah thanks barry for being on this episode we love you (laughs) thank you i love you comment slide into what did they say comment like subscribe on youtube oh god (laughs) do all of those to lauren thank you for having me oh absolutely (laughs) thanks just you know three mixed kids hanging out on the radio (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys for listening until next time Bye. bye